0: I love these summer Gospels. Last week, Jesus told us not to pull up the weeds, and this week he's saying that we don't need to clean out the attic or the storage locker or whatever. And while I will tell you I am not from a family of hoarders, my home when I was growing up was certainly full of stuff. My dad would occasionally find a washing machine on the curb by the side of the road that only needed a new timer or belt or something, and he'd justify bringing it home because it's important to have 100% backup of essentials like a washing machine. And believe me, in a house with seven kids, a washing machine was absolutely essential. My dad was the kind of head of household who could, on a moment's notice, produce a washing machine, a cement mixer, a violin, a few guitars, a batch of cinnamon rolls, a harpsichord, or a resurrected Volkswagen Beetle. Every scribe learned in the reign of God is like the head of a household, who can bring from the storeroom both the old and the new. I've always liked that quote from Matthew's Gospel and I think it captures for me some of the best of Catholicism. That in our best moments we are neither bound slavishly to the past nor do we need to reject our tradition wholesale to accommodate our present reality. I like the idea that out of this storehouse filled with the gifts that God has given us and from which we can choose the old or the new as the situation merits. Admittedly, there have been factions in the church that would say either that all this post-Vatican II change and innovation has been a disaster and there are also factions that would say that all that old pious devotional stuff has got to go. But both of those extremes are wrong, I think. One of the great strengths of our church lies in our diversity. And any attempt to diminish our diversity for the sake of a slavish uniformity can leave us less able to work towards the kingdom of God. These little parables of Jesus about God's reign tell us a lot about what to expect they also make it clear that we'll need all the diverse tools that God has given us to work for that reign. If you look at them closely, they're not really about the reign of God itself as much as they're about us and our mission to work towards God's kingdom. The buried treasure or the pearl of great price tell us that we need to invest ourselves fully in the coming of God's kingdom. The dragnet thrown into the lake tells us that it's not coming as a simple accomplished fact, but that there is much that's evil or at least useless coming at the same time. And so as God's reign is established, there is going to be some sorting out. This reign of God that Jesus talks about isn't something that we create ourselves, but our mission is to cooperate with its coming and to build it up over time. And that means that we need to be working towards the core values of God's reign, justice, equality, peace, care for our environment, and the care of the poorest and most marginalized. And while we're in these times of sorting out, those values will be most necessary. And so, what we need is a little more wisdom. Wisdom helps us to read the signs of the times and to know what to bring out of that great storeroom. Paulus founder, servant of God, Isaac Hecker, wanted the Paulus to respond to the needs of the age, but not to be just reactive, but to have the wisdom to sense what the Holy Spirit is bringing about. Solomon got his wisdom all at once. We aren't that lucky. We acquire wisdom by paying attention to our mistakes. And in the last 1900 years, the church has made plenty of mistakes. Our nation has made mistakes. And each of us individually has certainly made plenty of mistakes. But if we learn from them, They're not a curse, they're the beginning of wisdom. Since I was asked to preach at Father Paolo's first Mass of Thanksgiving, I hope you will indulge me to offer him some of what passes for the wisdom that I've gathered since my ordination 31 years ago. First of all, Father Paolo, don't be afraid of your mistakes since they are the beginning of wisdom. Instead, be afraid of too much caution, too much propriety, too much structure. Love the people that God brings to you, especially the broken, the grieving, the poor, and the struggling. Never lose hope that even in the worst of times, God's mercy will never abandon us. And remember that there is a golden age of perfect truth, beauty, and goodness. But that golden age is never in our past. It is always ahead of us since it's the kingdom of God. Always take your day off. But treat it as a treasure, a treasure that sometimes you need to give away and not a treasure that you jealously guard. Your Paulist brothers are here to love and support you, and sometimes we will drive you crazy. (laughs) But rest assured that you will occasionally drive us crazy too. That's just how it works. You will need to have good friends who aren't connected to your community and ministry and who don't care that you're a priest, but who just love you for who you are. Make those friends now and work to keep them, because that gets harder as you get older. I'm noticing that my bits of advice are a little short on pious platitudes. I'm not the sort of guy who finds them helpful, and I suspect that you aren't either. Instead, when times get rough or when you're facing a challenge that leaves you feeling inadequate, or when you're overcome by grief or joy or frustration or the overwhelming impact of God's grace, lean into the vulnerability that allows the people of God to trust that you're with them. Show that you are relying on their faith every bit as much as they are relying on yours. That vulnerability is the core of pastoral leadership and effective ministry. And with that, I think that the meager storehouse of my wisdom is exhausted. And so I will be praying with all of us that the Holy Spirit will guide you. May Father Hecker watch over you. And may you continue to grow in wisdom, grace, and the love of God's people.